Today we would like to talk about getting in the right state to be coach and to be coach. We have Michael Hotchberg, who is a conflict management coach from High Mountain Products, and John Wayne, who is a business coach in the Treaty Green, to help shed some light on this topic. Hi, Michael. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to meet you again and have someone of your experience to help our listeners understand about getting in the right state to coach or be coached. So, Michael, would you like to share with our listeners how you get into the right state to coach? We'll talk about getting in the right state to be coached later. Sure, here it is. A coach has to get into the right state to coach. This can be to remember a peak experience that you have had and be fully in it, see what you saw, hear what you heard, and feel how you felt. Stack on as many peak experiences and anchor them. Use affirmations to change your beliefs and anchor them. Change your physiology, language, and your beliefs. So for our listeners, John, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's great, Michael. Um, could you explain anchor to those who may not understand the term? Sure. An anchor is something you remember or associate with a memory. I use a touch on the shoulder, but anything can be used. John, can you add anything to uh, preparing? Yeah, well, I found this guide on the internet, and I think it's pretty good. So it's four steps to running coaching sessions that make a difference. So the first one is establishing a contract. By establishing a contract, we don't mean a written contract, it's a spoken agreement between the coach and the person being coached, the coachee. You, may, you should set the basic ground rules for what will happen in each coaching session. This is most important for session one. However, the ground rules and session structure can be adapted as you go on, provided these are agreed by both parties. Most importantly, if you are coaching at the request of the coaching manager, you should make that clear. That coaching sessions are not part of any appraisal and the person being coached is not being evaluated on, the, on their performance. Do you want to carry on from there, Michael? Uh, yeah, so the essential things to cover in a verbal contract are uh, the purpose of the coaching sessions, the roles of the coach and the person being coached, how often the coaching sessions will be, and how long each coaching, coaching session will be. Uh, the second part would be explore develop, development needs. This is where coaches really need their active listening skills. Coaches should ask the person they are coaching what they need to know in order to be able to progress in their role. Together, coach and employee should agree what, a realistically, what can realistically be achieved in each session, both to manage expectations and to ensure that you don't bite off more than you can chew. Uh, feedback. Make sure you allow time to discuss the coach's own ideas for how they can improve performance. Provide constructive feedback on previous performance and discuss a range of ways that that this can be improved based on their own suggestions and your own experience. This is coaching, so you are making suggestions, not giving commands, and you are actively listening at all times. Four, set realistic goals. 
Goals and targets should be set at the end of each coaching session. These targets should be clear and have realistic deadlines. These will be discussed and reviewed at the beginning of the next coaching session. Have you anything to add regarding the coach's preparation before we go on to coach to the coachee might prepare? Yeah, well, the most important thing for a coach to remember is that you should always look for the genius in your client. Studies have been done about the the best coaches, and they found that the top coaches always said that they love their clients. So it's very important for the coach to see that spark of genius in their clients. If you've heard the Indian story, but if you pour water keeping the vessel inverted, nothing will get in. To get coached, one needs to be open to receive. That requires generating the right emotion. To be humble enough to think that I know, but still don't know it all. Hence, I am open to every situation and especially the coach to receive. To receive, one, one needs to generate the emotion of humility. What is humility? It is midway between inferior, inferiority. I don't know, and superiority, I know all feelings. It's that frame of view where you seek your deeper self, your intuition, by surrendering all of yourself, not speaking a word, but gazing to what it is pointing out. You want to continue, Michael? Sure. So there can be past experiences that make one to close down in specific situations or with a person. I personally have gone through this. When I've developed distrust about a person, I've closed down to what the, what the person might advise or share. The right thing is to not close down, accept everything one says, with certainly a pinch of salt. Receive as is, but then it, it needs to go to test of your rational logic and intuition without any bias, the situation or person. This is a hard one. And this is where generating the feeling of humility helped me. As an adult, I learned one fine day that being closed, even in adverse situation or people, I'm not helping myself. I need to be humble. Coach can also help here. Appreciation of what person knows or does right. Helps him, helps him up. Appreciating my child's right actions, like rubbing part of the body thoroughly and for a sufficient time, helped open the channel between us. Have you anything to add, John? Yeah, I think uh, these are also appropriate questions for a coaching to consider. But there's quite a list here. Um, what are my current or future job and personal challenges? And what are the links between them? What are my current strengths? What are my areas for development? What are my overall goals for the coaching program? How might I measure success? How do these goals relate to those of the organisation? How might I involve others, particularly my line manager, in achieving the best results from the coaching? What information might be available to my coach or valuable valuable to my coach, for example, job responsibilities, performance goals, performance appraisals, 360 degree feedback, psychometrics or profile. What's the nature of the coaching itself? 
How long will the coaching last? How often and for how long will we meet? What other activities might be included? Where will we hold the coaching sessions? How will the coaching be reviewed? How will we close the coaching, the coaching process? Who else will be involved? What information will be shared? With whom and how? Okay, I hope these tips for preparing to both coach and be coached are helpful to our audience. Thanks, John, for coming in and sharing your thoughts and experience about getting in the right state to coach or be coached. Can you give our listeners contact details, please? Yeah, I can be contacted um, on email john at Okay, Michael, um, could you give us your contact details, please? So you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, and Twitter, High Mountain Products, and uh, my Skype is Mike Hochberg, M-I-K-E-H-O-C-H-B-E-R-G, if you want to talk. That's it.